Kunusti, how are ye? Welcome to the Candlelit Tales podcast and this series of stories for the dark half of the year. In this episode, I'm going to tell you a story that I've told many times. A story that I've often told for its humour and its lightness. But I think there's a darker side to this story. And that's how I wanted to tell it today. This podcast is brought to you by our supporters at Patreon. You can join them over at patreon.com forward slash tales or make a one-time donation to the PayPal button on our website. Like, share, and above all, enjoy. And for now, I'm going to tell you a story. There was a war. There was a terrible war between the Tuatadanan and the Fomorians. There was death all around and the smell of blood in the air. The ground underfoot squelched not with water but with blood and the exhaustion was on every face. The hollow eyes red-rimmed the sunken cheeks. There was a war and it might have been the end of everything. But at the end of each day's fighting there was a respite. Back at their camp the Dagda he took out his harp and he played music. And the music of the Dagda's harp was no ordinary music. This was the music that turned the seasons and moved the wheel of the year. This was the music of life. And in this time of death, it rang out like sunlight through clouds, like hope in the darkness. And when they heard it, the people remembered what they were fighting for. Not war or glory, but peace and home. And it lightened their hearts enough they could pick up their weapons the next day and go back to the grim brutality of war. At last the war was won. The grandson killed the grandfather. Blue love father casting a stone. And the poison eye of Balor was turned back on his own people. Devastating them leaving the earth under their feet scorched and barren, but not the rest of the land. They had lived. They had survived. And it did not feel much like victory. It felt like exhaustion. But still they went back to their camp. And the Dagda thought that he could put their hearts back into them, if he could play. 
But when he looked for Uxna, the four-angled music, his magical harp that turned the wheel of the year, it was gone. There was nothing to soothe this ache. There was nothing to make them feel better about the bodies of their foes strewn across the plain, about the damage and the destruction, about the scars on their own bodies and the pain in their own hearts. There was no magic to soothe them. And as the Dagda looked around at all those hollow-eyed faces, with all the grim knowledge and all they had seen written on them and in them, all the homes destroyed, all the lives ruined or lost, he knew that he had to get his heart back. He knew that they would not heal from this. And if they did not heal from this, he did not know what would happen, what kind of people they would be, what kind of people they would become. Would this war twist them, make its way into their hearts? Would it make them feel that the only home they could rely on was a battlefield? Would it make them mistrust the peace when it came again? and always be looking for the next fight. He could see it in his people. But the Dagda was not one who could give in to despair. He understood the darkness, and he understood the light, and he knew what needed to be done to turn one into the other. And he knew that one without the other could not exist. And that was why he played the harp that turned the wheel of the year. He who understood both and all. The light, the dark, the dawn, the dusk, all the shades in between. And so the Dagda gathered three of the heroes of the Tuatadanan. Only three. To come with him. To find his harp and bring it back. Not with more violence, not with more bloodshed. He could not think what it was they needed. But he knew that if he did not know the answer, the wisest thing would be to bring more. Others with him, that they might help. And so they set off. They found the tracks of a small war band of their enemies, the Fomorians, those invaders from Tory Island whom they called invaders, although their people had lived on that island long before the Tuatadanan had come to Ireland, and they had raided the people of Ireland long before the Tuatadanan had ever settled. 
But still, invaders they were this time. Invaders of the Tuatadanan's land. So they followed their trail. They followed it far. A long and weary way over seven hills and through seven forests and over seven streams till they came to a ruin and inside the ruin were the ruined people. The place they made their camp was broken down an ancient fort of some other time long forgotten long before. Another scar of war on the face of the land but inside the ruined fort was the remnant of the Fomorian army. Scant compared to the force that had come against them. A force so great that it had been said by their scout the Morrigan that to go against them would be to put one's face into a fire. To put one's hand into a nest of snakes. To dash one's head against a cliff. This small company was all that was left. The warriors and their companions sitting silent and morose in the cold ruined hall. Fleeing back home from what had seemed to them a certain victory with all the power of the sea behind them and Balor of the evil eye to lead them and now they had nothing. Nothing but vindictiveness to steal the soul of the Tuatidanan, to steal their hearts from them, to take the harp, the four-angled music that turned the wheel of the year, that reminded them of joy and life and love and the Dagda's companions wanted to be quiet. Lou and Ogma counselled it. But as soon as the Dagda saw his harp hung up on the wall behind the Fomorians, he could not contain himself, and he called out, Ukna! And the harp flew, flew from the wall and into his hand, knowing the sound of his voice, recognising it and him. And he caught it. But he woke them with his cry. And the Fomorians began to stand and draw their weapons and advance on the Tuatidanan. And so the Dagda put his fingers to the strings and he called forth music. And as he looked at those grim faces, those hollow eyes, his first thought was to cheer them. He played the music of laughter. And he watched them laugh. He watched them laugh hysterically. He watched them laugh until they doubled over with pains in their sides. But when he stopped, the rage came back into their faces. The anger gripped them once again. They gripped their weapons once again. 
They turned on the Dagda and his companions and they advanced. Looking at them then, he saw their anger. But he knew their anger came from grief. And so when he played his harp again, the music he called forth from its strings was the music of sorrow. And he saw them start and stop and stare. And he saw the tears roll down their cheeks for all that they had lost. All their friends, all their loved ones, all their hope, all their pride, all gone, all destroyed. He saw them turn their faces away from one another to hide the tears that were falling from their eyes. But when he stopped, the rage came back, the grief that they blamed the Tuatadanan for, it curdled quickly back to anger. And so, the third time that the Dagda put his fingers to the strings of his harp, he called forth the music of sleep. Healing sleep. Quiet and peace. And he opened the door to that healing sleep for all of his enemies. And he watched them one by one slump down. And fall into sleep. And dream. And he played for them sweet dreams. Lovely dreams. Dreams of those they had lost. That they might see them again. Dreams of the future and what they might build. Dreams of peace and home. And he brought his harp back to his own people. Some songs he played were songs of laughter. Some songs he played were songs of rage. And some songs he played were songs of sorrow. And many songs he played were songs of rest and sleep and healing. Because the Dagda knew that that darkness was needed. The cold, quiet dark Because without that dark, the spring cannot come again. This podcast was produced and edited by Oshin Ryan and Alan Homan, with music by Oshin Ryan and Alan Homan. You can find out more about us on our website, candlelittales.ie. And we're on all social media, so like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Candlelittales, or send us a message or get onto our mailing list. For more videos and live streams, like and subscribe to our Candlelit Tales YouTube channel, which now has a Candlelit Tales for Kids playlist. Hashtag Tales. Liking and subscribing to our channel really helps us grow and get to more people. And if you're able to give us more direct support, you can chip in a few bob at patreon.com forward slash Tales.
or make a one-time donation through the PayPal button on our website. We also do really like to hear back from you with your questions and requests. So please feel free to contact us directly or leave your question in the comments section below. Because what we really want to do is get these stories out there. Share them with as many people as possible. So anything you can do to help, we really appreciate. And we really appreciate you listening. Gurmila Magar.